When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor. We've been giving you some bonus episodes from the rest of our Five Reasons Sports crew from the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe there. We just hit 25,000 subscribers. This is Jonathan, Timmy, Gad, and Marco, we call them the floor crew, and they're cleaning up what happened in the week that was for the Heat and looking forward to what might happen next. Down Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome to the Miami Heat Floor Crew, brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. I'm your host, Jonathan, a.k.a. Three Piece Combo. We got my man, Mr. Marco Romo. We got Mr. Gad, Gadiel Cartagena. Make sure you guys follow them as well. They got great content on Twitter, as always. Uh, and if you aren't, as always, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter, Instagram, the podcast feed. We appreciate that. Make sure you show us love on the YouTube channel as well. Uh, we appreciate that. But, guys, we're here after a solid week of Heat basketball. We went one and two. We wasn't able to get into the uh, play-in tournament. Um, but, unfortunately, um, Gad actually cloned himself. So now we have two guys, which is pretty cool. Um, but fortunately for the Heat, um, you know, we still had a decent offensive showing in one of the games, you know, during this week. 
We did lose Bam Adebayo, which was a tough loss, especially with the five room. And we'll get into that a little bit deeper. But I just want to get into some of the positives from this week because, you know, we had a game where we scored 140 points. And although we didn't, weren't, wasn't able to pick up the win against Indiana the second time and uh, the game versus the Bucks went to the wire, was a little bit closer all the way to the end. I think there was some good positive moments from this team. Marco, I'll start with you, my man. Favorite moment from this week from this Heat team? Uh, I think individual like player moment was definitely uh, whenever Bam took it coast to coast uh, in that for, in that Bucks game, uh, or not the Bucks game, the Pacers game. Uh, but the fact that that he got hurt after that was like it was really you know it was a bummer. Uh, but it's probably for the best to, you know that they arrest him because the hip injury has been kind of a problem all you know from the beginning of the year. Uh, I don't want that stuff to linger. I don't think the staff wants that to linger either, which is why they ruled them out real fast, uh, especially this upcoming week where it's going to be, you know, very spread out. It's not that many games this week. Uh, but offensively, I think Miami's catching up to their, like, what everybody's role is. Uh, it's just, that's going to be a little tougher once Hero comes back because it's going to be like, okay, we're going to have to find more roles for these guys. Uh, another moment that I really want to point out is Duncan Robinson. He's straight up, not just the three-point specialist anymore. The dude is, like, actually, like, a two-level score at this point, which is insane to me. Uh, I thought he was done improving. I thought he was just plateaued as a shooter, you know, which is good. Like, you can be an elite shooter, which is a good, you know, you know, career. You can make that stuff, you know, you can ride that for the rest of the year. But Miami's like, no, we're going to make you do more things, and you're going to do them at an actual, like, good level. Uh it's just been really crazy for to me. Like last year, this guy was sitting on the bench for Max Drews, rightfully so. Not it, don't get it twisted. It, he he earned that bench spot because he was not good at all, you know, for a while. But you know, he earned his spot back. He's doing things not even Max was doing, which is crazy. Uh, but you know, it's been great to see. But I think Miami offensively, they had a great showing this week. That Bucks game, the two Pacers games. It's just defensively, you know, without Bam, you're not going to be good because bam is literally the linchpin of the whole defense absolutely and and it showed how uh, the gaps kind of expose themselves when there's no bam at a bio because he just covers up for so many holes when he's not there this, you know it, the the smaller mistakes that this team tends to make that he covers up for because he covers up so much ground in so little time you know those mistakes get exacerbated when he's not there you know, Gad, before I get to your favorite moment, there was a sequence against the Pacers in the game that we got the win where it was a Jimmy Butler, you know, in close. Uh, he was able to get the bucket. We got the uh, Jimmy forcing a bad shot and we got Jay Ridge throwing it up to Duncan Robinson for three. He got the shot going. And then in the next sequence, they got the ball up to Jay Ridge. He threw it up to Hawkes for an insane dunk. And I think that was one of the best sequences that I've ever seen as a fan, right? You don't typically get to see back-to-back-to-back plays where the crowd gets really excited, but being down double digits, Jimmy hitting that first bucket, and then Duncan just spotting up and hitting that three. Beautiful passes both times from Jay Rich. Shout out to him for both two great feeds on that. But, you know, Duncan with the three, and then Jaquez just taking the absolute roof off of the Kaseya Center was insane with that fun sequence that was Miami Heat basketball to a T I love to see that Gad favorite moment from this week moments kind of tough I'll go with just an overarching theme kind of to Marco's point they're figuring out their roles offensively but I feel like it's really coming from the guard side of things like Caleb I mean you guard wing whatever you want to call him Caleb's figuring things out Jay Rich is really catching stride offensively there's been some 
struggles defensively, but that goes for the whole team. Um, and Kyle as well, doing a fantastic job figuring out, picking his spots, knowing when to be aggressive, knowing when to put the ball on the ground, maybe drive a little bit more than we've probably been accustomed to over the last couple of seasons. So I really like these guys just figuring out their roles on ball. Obviously, there is going to be some some changing of the roles and whatnot with Hero coming back, but having that level of confidence and having just the ability to kind of scale up or scale down as necessary because there's going to be players in and out of the lineup. It's the Miami Heat. It's the NBA. It's just going to happen. Um, you can have Caleb step up in a game. You can have Jared step up in a game. You can have Kyle have one of those high-volume games where he's filling up the stat sheet. So these guys figuring out what they're supposed to do, how they want to approach that, and actually producing is a really good sign. And the fact that they were able to keep up, I mean, we talked about it on the last, the last stream. Were they going to score 120 points this week? I don't know if they scored under 120 points this week, which is like anti-Miami Heat basketball, which is both good and bad because you want them to kind of have their identity, but it also is good to see them compete and win at least one of these games where it is a track meet and you are going to have to put up 130, 140 if necessary to be able to win that game. And doing that without Bam, that's pretty good too. So uh, not perfect, but trending in the right direction in terms of the guard room and kind of figuring out how to approach things from there absolutely i think continuing to to develop like you said the the guard play especially with unfortunately losing drew smith you know duncan's doing what he's doing on offense we're getting you know obviously we talk so much about positionless basketball but we're getting so much guard quote-unquote play from different players that it's really adding up to the point guard position right obviously kyle lowry is kind of spearheading that but you're getting ball handling from Haquez, you're getting ball handling from Duncan Robinson, you're getting ball handling from Jay Rich, right? When Tyler Hero comes back, obviously he's going to be doing some of the ball handling as well. So although we don't have a true point guard, you know, and our point guard position is very thin, as is our center position, which we'll speak about next, you know, it does, it is a little more comforting when it comes to like, obviously a playoff setting, you know, when positions really don't matter that we have multiple guys that can create and that's really what you want to see on this team is like okay even if you don't have a specific point guard that's doing everything um you know um we still have guys that can create on this team as well so i want to get into someone that we lost this last week that we are going to probably keep out for a little bit um just as he rests up but i want to see kind of how we're going to fill this gap uh gad we talked about it pre-show uh bam's out bam's out right so the hip's been bothering him they're going to keep him out for a little bit i think you know, a good solid week, week and a half with, the, like you said, Marco, the lack of games um, with the tournament and everything coming in uh, would just be very smart. I, I think it's going to be uh, important long term for him. There's no point using him at this point in these meaningless games when you can make it up when he's healthier and at 100 percent and at way less is injury for ri or risk for injury. You know, so, um, Gad, I'll start with you on this one. Obviously, the Heat team, it was a lot harder for them to cover up for a lot of the things defensively once Bam at went out. But he honestly has been one of the um, shining points of our team offensively as well. Like when he's doing when he's high usage, that's when we're at our best, you know. So I want you to talk about, you know, with Bam out, not just defensively, offensively. Now what? How does this team kind of continue to try to get wins over this next week without Bam at a bio? You're on mute, my man. I am so sorry about that. First and foremost, I want to say Kevin Love, I want to give him props, man. He's figured out a way to contribute in terms of kind of what you expect from Kevin Love. He's getting the, the rebounds. He's 
pushing pace a little bit, making some crazy passes sometimes in order to get some transition buckets. That's really cool. Love that from Kevin. He's doing a really good job just making the extra pass. I believe he had five assists pretty early on in the Pacers game uh, last night not or two nights ago. Not sure what he finished with, but Kevin Love's doing a good job, man. He's doing He's at least trying defensively, which is all you can really ask for from him. I think a lot of the problems, especially when Bam isn't there and Haywood also isn't there, I think he's missed as well is you don't really have point-of-attack defense, and these aren't the rim-protecting type of bigs. I think Kevin and Orlando, assuming that's kind of the big rotation that we, we're trending towards over the next week or so, they at least know where to be sometimes, right? Like, they won't be fully out of position all the time. They can understand certain rotations, and they can kind of get in position. Maybe they won't make the play all the time, but they'll at least make the offense think for a split second, if possible, which is cool. But... They need to have point of attack defense around them. So uh, shout out Van Lee for this comment. Josh, bad defense is not being spoken about enough. That's something that I did want to touch on as well. Honestly, with this point, talking about the bigs, because the bigs are going to look a lot worse defensively when you have guys like Jay Rich just getting absolutely toasted by TJ McConnell, like not being able to keep up at all. Not one step behind, but two steps behind, taking bad angles. Just that type of stuff cannot happen for the Heat. And even with Bam and Haywood there, obviously they help. They're both really good point-of-attack defenders. They can make a difference there. This wing room and this guard room has to figure out how they're going to approach point-of-attack defense because with or without any additions to the room, these are going to be the core guys that are doing it. It's going to be Caleb. It's going to be Jay Ritz. It's going to be Hawkes. It's going to be Kyle. I mean, Hero sometimes, but you're not counting on him for that. They need to step up defensively and kind of get their stuff together because it's I don't even want to say lazy, but it's just a bad product that they're putting out defensively right now. And that's you see the Pacers putting up 144 points last night. That's why. No point of attack defense. They're figuring things out offensively, and they're, on the flip side of that, losing control of things defensively. And it, it can't be both of those things happening at the same time. They need to get that together. Definitely. I mean, with the team, like, you know, with, with our team, obviously, offensively has been the struggle for the longest time, right? Having, you know, a true guy that's a, you know, a three level scorer, being able to do it all. This team is a team that operates best when uh, everyone is doing their role really well, right? And we have a lot of couple, you know, a couple of guys that are obviously spearheading the offense. Uh, but when everybody else is on their side, still doing their thing, and it's not just a couple guys on top, like some teams, that's when the Miami Heat are at their best. So, um, I want to continue to kind of dig into this point. There was a comment about Thomas Bryan. Marco, I'll let you kind of touch on this as well. You know, obviously, Thomas Bryan, Orlando Robinson, like you said, Kevin Love. Um, what are you seeing uh, out of these backup bigs that are maybe pointing into the signs of some improvement down the line? Because when it comes to the playoffs, you're going to obviously, and, you know, I, I say this a lot because obviously for this Miami Heat team, once it comes to the playoffs, that's when really things count. But when it comes to the playoffs, Bam's probably going to be looking at 40 minutes, 42 minutes, and you're going to need, you know, eight, six to eight minutes of rest for him from this time. So in that backup big spot, what have you seen for maybe a, a good thing or, or maybe some bad things that you want to see improvement on from some of our backup bigs like Orlando or Thomas Bryant? Uh, it's kind of pretty much a give and take with all the backup bigs at this point. Uh, with Orlando and Thomas, you get your traditional rolling big that can maybe hit the three, uh, but that's not honestly their game anymore. At least Thomas Bryant, he kind of took that out of his game uh, when he got with the Lakers, uh, which is funny because he shot a lot of them in Washington. Uh, I don't know if that was just because of the ACL injury or whatever he you know he had in Washington, 
but yeah, with all the bigs, you're not going to get great defense. You're going to get good position defense sometimes from Kevin Love. Uh, but that's just what it, the backup big is at this point in the league. If you have a good big, a backup big, they're either going to be good at defense or good at offense. You're not, you're not going to get a guy that's you know good at both. You're not going to get a guy like uh, Isaiah Hardenstein, you know, who's going to be an elite roller. He's also a good playmaker, all this stuff. That's, those guys are hard to find. Uh, but, you know, those guys also get played off the court a lot in the playoffs, and they don't matter as much. So you got to need an innings eater, innings eater right now, which is what they thought Thomas Bryant was going to be, uh, which he kind of, you know, he still looks this, like the same guy. It's just Eric Spolster doesn't like guys that don't play defense at all, uh, which is Orlando Robinson was kind of put into that position now because he can – he at least looks like he's trying, uh, and he – at least is in the right position a lot of the times. It's just it doesn't matter because he cannot jump over a phone book. Uh, the same thing with Kevin Love, honestly. So it's the the thing with backup bigs, they're all kind of the same. Uh, the great thing about Kevin Love, at least, is that he plays within his role and doesn't like to do too much. Uh, Thomas Bryant, you know, he can hijack an offense, but it's just his defense is so bad that it's not really worth putting him out there anymore. Uh, he might find himself back in the rotation. You know, Eric Spolster likes, you know, putting guys here and there. If there's an injury, you might see him back in. So honestly, I wouldn't count him out, you know, not being in there. But the backup big at this point, it is what it is. Uh, You're not going to really find one in the trade market or the buyout market. I think they're going to probably live with Kevin Love at this point uh, as the backup five. And in the playoffs, you're going to see a lot of Haywood Highsmith at the five. Uh, Just be prepared for that, which I don't have in particular matchups. I don't have a problem with, but it might be a problem. But I think you're going to be fine with him as the backup five, or maybe even Hawkins at the backup five, honestly. So be prepared for a lot of, you know, really small ball fives in the playoffs. And we're exposed to with the amount of, you know, what, what we've seen from defensively from our backup bigs, it's going to be a lot of small ball. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor in the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up. Who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products. And that's why I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks. And I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard. So better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory. So they stay sharp longer. means you can use them Longer And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash 5. That's harrys.com backslash 5. You'll get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. Harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and and with the you know, like you said, this, that's just kind of how our teams always rolled. You know, um, even just focusing on you know being able to rotate and and sizing up against other bigs and kind of getting into that. But like you said, it's definitely an interesting how we'll be able to cover that up. I'm curious to see how this team is able to uh, do it on both ends when it comes to No Bam and Abayo, um, the offensive side too. You know, obviously he has become. Uh, one of those guys that's honestly created a great amount of shots for himself, got to the free throw line a lot too, which I think is very important because it's not only good for uh, your offense to get to the free throw line, but it allows your defense to get set, right? So the him just slowing the game down for the entire team, taking the pressure and the mileage off of Jimmy's body as well. Hopefully we can see Bam back soon um, and being able to get into doing some of those things. Uh, Marco, one of the points that we were talking about is, you know, Tyler Hero coming back off of injury uh, potentially at the end of the week, right? Now, we've seen with this team a lot of shining spots. Obviously, Duncan Robinson, Haquez, you know, Bam doing his thing. We've picked out a good amount of wins. We've also blown a good amount of leads uh, to a couple teams like Chicago and the Knicks as well. So, you know, with Tyler Hero being back, obviously there's going to be have to be some adjustments from everybody's roles and kind of what they're going to be doing offensively and how they're going to have to rotate defensively. But with Tyler Hero being back, what do you feel that – that changes the most? What do you feel like is going to be improved right off the rip? And what do you feel like maybe needs to um, gel in a little bit as he's going to be coming in and re- reintegrated? Uh, I think the my biggest thing that I'm going to be looking at if he comes back at the end of the week, it's you know, that's still a big if we still don't know. But if he does, I think I'm going to be looking at who is going to be playing next to what those minutes are going to be like, because I think Eric Spolster needs to find a reason to get him on the court with the young guys like Harkes, like Jay Rich, like Bam, as much as possible. Because the young guys flying out there, is, it's just a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and you saw that whenever he was, you know, starting to – Miami was starting to pick up those wins, that game against the Grizzlies. I like those lineups. Uh, I think that's enough defensively and offensively on both sides. But, you know, Eric Spolster is going to experiment. You know, that's going to be the tough part with Tyler is, you know, he's going to be like, okay, how do I fit in? He's not a – plug and play kind of guy he's still a guy you can put on the court and you know he'll give you 20 easily like that it's just about how he's going to get those 20 or you know how he's going to be like okay am i going to be on this spot am i in the way of somebody uh that's what you know caleb martin's kind of had trouble with you know whenever he was starting to come back was like he was in the way of a lot of dudes (laughs) and possessions you saw him there was three guys on the same side of the uh, court a lot this past week because caleb martin was just like these guys operate in the same kind of space uh, the thing with Tyler, though, that'll be easy for him on the flip side because not a lot of guys operate in the same space that he does outside of Jimmy. Uh, the mid-range, you know, the pull-ups, maybe Kyle, but that's honestly it, Duncan Robinson. Those kind of guys don't really get in each other's way. Uh, that's the good uh, thing about Tyler is that he's the one kind of bucket getter, I want to say, on the team in terms of how they get their shots. Uh, it's just how is he going to do that with, you know, everybody already knowing their roles? Uh, but I think it'll take time. I think he fans will have to be really patient. <laughs> you might see, 
somebody heading to the bench. I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to have to be somebody that's in the starting lineup right now. And maybe it's Kyle. Maybe it's, you know, I don't know who it's going to be, but it's going to make somebody mad. And that's just the way that, you know, the league goes. And I think the guys will understand, you know, hopefully, you know, Tyler does find a way to kind of be within the offense. And I think that's going to be a lot of three point shots, which is what he was doing at the early part of the season. So hopefully he keeps it up. Yeah, I mean, I would honestly love to see, you know, him and Duncan start as our backcourt. You know, defensively, it wouldn't be great, but you have two guys that can really create. And, you know, Tyler Hero as a catch-and-shoot threat is absolutely elite as well. People sleep on that, of course, as a ball handler is great. But, you know, if you can have Duncan playing the way he is with how he's creating, attacking the rim, um, drawing gravity, you know, towards himself, and then also being able to find Bam, who finds the open guy, you know, Tyler Hero is going to create excellent space. Uh, for like a cutting Jaime, who has been insane with his cuts. We'll probably talk a little bit about that. That's probably my highlight of the last week, man, is his cutting has just been absolutely perfect. I don't think I've seen better cutting from a rookie in a long time. Um, but a couple in the comments, Gad, before I got it, get into your uh, thoughts with Hero coming in. Um, uh, Black Chinese saying, when do you think or do you think we'll be getting a point guard? Um, I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't I really don't know what this team will how it's gonna end up rolling out. But I do like Gamer D's idea of Markel Fultz for a backup PG. You know, they have Cole Anthony and Anthony Black over there in Orlando. Uh if we can snag Markel Fultz, um, I would definitely take a take a love for that. And then small ver- ball versus uh teams like Denver doesn't work agreed. But what works against Denver anyways? Denver is a cheat code with Jokic. So, you know, it's hard to say anything against that when they still beat guys with like uh, Anthony Davis at the five. But back to the n- current topic with Tyler Hero. Gad, what do you think uh we're going to need to see as far as reintegration with Tyler Hero coming in. And uh, what do you think some changes will be uh, with him uh, absolutely getting in? One of the things that I'm looking for is the dynamic with him and Kyle Lowry, either sharing the floor or just kind of how they function, because it always seems like Kyle or Tyler gets hurt. Kyle steps up. Tyler comes back. Kyle kind of takes a back seat. I've really liked Kyle's disposition this year. I like the way he's playing offensively. I think he's done a great job kind of stepping up and doing a little bit more when they need him to. I am intrigued to see how that looks with Hero back. Are they playing with each other? Are they staggering? Are they staggering Hero and Duncan? Are they trying to get Hero and Duncan more on the floor together? Because I think between those three guards, you probably always want one of them on the floor. Um, Sometimes two. I don't think you ever want those, like three of them all together on the floor. But I, I think it gives them another opportunity to have someone who can be a ball handler and a floor, like a positive, positive floor spacer, not someone that can do one like Kyle or do the other like Duncan. Kind of get the best of both worlds there. So it's another fun lineup tool for Spo to have. Obviously, Tyler's really good. I think he's a really good, uh, he's taken strides as a playmaker as well. And we'll see if he keeps uh, being able to get free throws. It's going to be exciting. I'm intrigued to see how he ends up looking and what lineups they start going with. It's going to be different because we haven't seen too much of this. But I he should be starting, in my opinion. I don't think he's the type of guy that's just going to come off the bench. I don't think he should come off the bench. He probably should be playing 30-plus minutes for this team regardless. So it's going to be a fun dynamic. I would assume Kyle's probably the one that maybe takes a step back in terms of minutes, in terms of role. I don't know if he still starts. He probably will. That seems like an ego-type situation. That could get a little sticky, but even then, I feel like Duncan is also okay with uh, taking a step back if necessary in terms of starting role, and he'll just still cook off the bench. You you could be looking at a Duncan, Caleb, Jaime bench with Kevin Love. I mean, that's lethal offensively. 
if they're playing with one of the other main guys like Jimmy or Bam, that can be really, really good for this team. So they got fun tools to play with, man. The the team is deep. They do lack in some areas, but Hero's going to definitely help and add in that depth, especially in the scoring department. Absolutely. I mean, if I had to take a preference, I would honestly take my preference of saying Kyle come off the bench. Right. You you give a couple minutes, you know, four to six minutes coming in um, and then you have one creator <clears throat> coming right in right off the bench. Right. And then, you know, you bring him in with Jaime um, and with Kevin Love. Those are three creators that you're bringing in off the bench, you know, obviously in different types of ways. Um, but essentially, you'll be able to, to have a very well-rounded bench, have a really good rotation when it comes to the backcourt as well. Um, and I, I would just really would like to see that as and I think that would work out really well, too, because you would not force Kyle to share the same space with Hero as much. And obviously, you know, they're great together, but they're also better a little bit more individual by themselves, you know. So with Kyle coming in and just having the freedom to run a second unit, you know, with, you know, maybe with a Bam or with a Jimmy. Right. I think he's going to be able to be maximized a little bit more with his minutes and you'll also be able to save him come playoff time when you really need Kyle to be Kyle Lowry. Uh, but let's get into this next week, guys. I know that's a little crazy to say, Gad. Um, <laughs> let's get into this week, guys. Um, a little bit of a slower week with the games and obviously the the tournament coming up. We have Toronto Raptors and we have the, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers coming up and the week following, we'll start back up with the Hornets again. Um, but with those two games, obviously probably won't have Bam out of bio. I would say more than likely, since we won't have Bam, they'll probably just keep Hero out as well. So under the assumption that both of those guys don't play during these next two games, um, Gad, I'll let you start off with this one, my man. How do you think we? Uh, how do you think we do on these? Beat Toronto. Eh, Cleveland's a little bit more iffy. Um, I'll say beat Toronto though. Honestly, win both. <laughs> I don't think uh, either one of these teams is very good. If I'm being honest with you, Toronto is not good. Cleveland has moments, but they also have just been a weird team this year. So it, it would be fun to watch Bam and Mobley. I love when Bam plays against them. Eh, now I'm going back to one and one. They'll probably lose to the Cavs. They'll beat Toronto. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of feeling that as well. Marco, I'll kind of let you give your opinions before I break down my thoughts on that. Um. I do love watching Bam against Mobley. It's like watching a guy that's like, oh, you, you're not on my level yet. Every time Bam's like, everybody talks about him being him. Like, no, you're not me yet. It'll take some time. Uh, but I think I kind of feel a like one-on-one, but I feel like it's going to be flipped. I think they'll lose to the Raptors in some weird way, and then they'll beat the Cavs because the Heat don't make sense. I mean, they won the game with Tyrese Halliburton, and then they lost the game without him. Uh, that's kind of my logic at this point. Uh, but Jimmy has, you know, shown that he loves killing the Raptors uh, ever since he was with the Bulls. But I don't know if that was just a Mar DeRozan thing uh, because he loves playing against them. Uh, but, yeah, I'll go the other way because the heat don't make sense. Um, I do want to see how Miami kind of navigates the weird, you know, the two big lineup with the Cavs with if Bam doesn't play. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see how Miami kind of like maybe – plays a lot of zone in that game, which I imagine they will. Uh, but other than that, I think the Raptors game, the Raptors game is always weird. I A lot of wings will be played in that game. <laughs> Precious Masterclass, maybe. Uh, he might score five points. Uh, my favorite thing about watching, uh, the, the Precious stuff is still funny to me because I was also a believer, but now I'm like, oh, this guy 
this guy stinks. <laughs> but you know, oh, there's still brother, flashes this of guy that. Stinks. Hear me out. Back up five. No. When he gets bought out. <laughs> <laughs> the precious buyout off a rookie contract would be crazy. Yeah. Anthony Bennett. Yeah, no. So, uh, no, I, I agree with you on that, man. I think, like you said, this team makes no sense. So it's really hard to predict, especially with no hero, no bam, how it's going to be. Uh, I do think we go one on one. I think we beat Toronto. Like you said, Jimmy shows out for those games. I remember the, one of those overtime games where he was like screaming and like, yeah, and he dunked it on the way in overtime. I think we went on like a 10-0 run. Uh, that was, I think, one of his first seasons here. Or, um, you know, it was an exciting time. His first season here. Yeah, that was, uh, I think, Jimmy's first signature moment in a heat jersey um coming into that time so like you said he shows out against toronto he always likes to uh give it his all so hopefully we get that win against that one obviously kyle's gonna be playing too so that's kind of a revenge game for him um so we'll see how that kind of rolls i don't think we win against um cleveland you know i think they have a two they're a little big as a team right and we really sometimes um especially if we don't have Bam, it's going to be a really tough time to match up with that. Uh, I'm not sure if Donovan Mitchell is healthy, um, but if he is, you know, um, it's going to be tough with like the point of attack defense with that, especially with no Bam, would just be a lot to, to add up to get to. So I think we also go one-on-one with that. Um, it's going to be a very interesting week to say the least, but I'm very excited um, to kind of see how things goes. Now, any of you guys, uh, Gad, final thoughts before we close things out? I just want to give credit to Duncan again. He's turned into a good basketball player, man. Like, it's, like, not fluky. It feels real. And having this type of player is such a weapon offensively. So I just wanted to give more props where I've already given many props because I was the number one Duncan slanderer for the longest. He's playing good basketball, man. Credit to him. is really helping the offense out a lot. No, I definitely agree. I think, you know, he's he's just evolved. You know, it's something that we were all – asking to see more is you know obviously and i think really it's just been a mental thing he had that surgery obviously that helped with everything too but uh mentally you can just see the confidence that he's been playing with has been absolutely insane um, i love to see it love to see what he's doing love to see him evolving as a player uh and as a human being just deserving that as well you know what i mean so shout out to that uh marco closing thoughts shout out to jaime Hakez jr that man is going to be at the minimum in the league for like 12 years, bullying people down in the post. He's going to be, I don't know what his ceiling is, but at this point it doesn't matter because he's what exactly what the heat need. I don't know what their record is without him. Uh, I would say that he's probably won them a few games here and there just by being, you know, so solid Uh, guys like him coming out of college. You kind of pray that they plug in and play and Miami just got another one and it's beautiful to see. And he's one of my people, so it's even more beautiful. <laughs> no, I definitely love to see it. Um, I mean, offensively, his play style um, is just like a little bit bigger of like a Rip Hamilton with that mid-range killer, being able to get in the paint, you know, uh, get with Mexican that. Mexican Gordon Haywood. Mexican Gordon Haywood. That's honestly a perfect um, perfect translation. He, there. He's you all know, elbows. He's, <laughs> and he knows how to do everything, man. He's, he's good at, you know, I think one move that he really showed his – um maturity as a rookie was when he went to the rim on a layup and he threw his body into the defender um as he was going into that layup and i just think that just shows like as a rookie for him to be able to not just try to challenge someone i mean obviously you know he's pretty athletic for what he is but you know he just was very smart about his body control he's just very elite with uh his control of his everything and his mindset 
Uh, like you said, shout out to him. Appreciate all you guys watching. Uh, Endgame, Kaz, Stefan, uh, Gamer D, Jay, Van Lee. Uh, hope I appreciate it. I think I ch- shouted out everyone. Appreciate you guys uh, joining us, y'all. Uh, make sure you guys, like you said, if you're not already, subscribe to us, like the video, follow us on all of our feeds, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Um, follow the boys at Marco Romo, at Getty El Cartagena. Um, and then we'll see you guys next week, man. Let's go heat. We'll see y'all after the after this next week and uh, we'll talk to you soon. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.